Absolutely. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. That's right. You heard the man. I'm the host. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I, being Rashawn McDonald, provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and living their very best lives through their passion or their gifts. That's what I'm going to do for you. Provide you with information. Nuggets. I'm going to drop some nuggets. My guests are going to drop some nuggets. It's up to you to hear it. It's up to you to interpret how that value can be placed into your life and make you more successful. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges, people, and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life is going to present to you. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. I can't do this show without guests, so my next guest has Hollywood buzzing about her new book, Dirty Little Secrets, that nobody wants to tell you about the entertainment industry. I've been in the industry, entertainment industry. I read this book. Very excitable. It's very, I got very excited. When I first of all, I read the title, like, oh, curiosity killed the cat. I got to know. I got to know. And she's told me a lot of information. Some things I did know, some things I didn't know. And that's all a process of why we read, why we educate ourselves. She's the woman behind the scene of many, many uh, music and beloved artists, including uh, Tony Braxton, Shantae Moore, Carrie Underwood, Fantasia, Will Downing, In Vogue, Escape, The Brat, and many more. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations. I don't know how I missed this young lady in my journey in music, Cheryl Cobb. Hello, good morning, afternoon. Hey, Cheryl, <laughs> how, did, how did I miss you? I, I, you know, all these names here, you know, Tony Braxton, Shantae Moore, you know, Fantasia. I'm, so many times I've encountered my relationship with Fantasia. In Vogue, Escape, The Brat. How did we not, and even in your book, you know, when you said Barry Hankerson, when you said Barry Hankerson, who was at the time was managing R. Kelly, I go, ha ha, have I not met this young lady, Cheryl Cobb. <laughs> When you say Barry, you when I read what? your book, you said Barry Hankers, and I was through. I said, I don't know how I've not met her. How? <laughs> how? You know what's funny? And you know this, working with talent, you're in the background. Mm-hmm. And, I, you, and I try to really stay in the background and let the, let the artist be the artist. Right. I be the manager or the branding person and let them do their job. And mm-hmm. I was there to support and I enjoyed it. It was right. fun. And I liked it like that. Well, you know, the funny part about your book, uh, I always like to ask uh, I guess when they come on on the show, what is your gift or gifts, Cheryl Cobb? One of my loyalty. Mm-hmm. Loyalty is, and I'll tell you this, it's also it's one of my wisest and biggest strengths and also one of my biggest failures mm-hmm. because I'm loyal to a fault. And right. sometimes that will get you in trouble. But my father was a Marine, that's how I grew up. And when you get into something that you love and you attach yourself to something that you believe in, then you'll be loyal to that. And, and pray, preferably, they'll, they'll be loyal to you. But mm-hmm. that's one of my biggest strengths is loyalty. Well, you know, it's really also, when I say that is that when I'm reading the book, one of the things that I, one of my big takeaways from your book, the book I'm talking to Cheryl Cobb, and her book is entitled Dirty, Dirty Little Secrets That Nobody Wants to Tell You About the Entertainment Industry, was that, we get into this business not really knowing our true gifts. That's why I asked what your gift was because, you know, you came in as an assistant for a lot of uh, 
talented people. And one of the fun stories I read was when Tony Braxton looked at you and said, you, you're not a manager. You're not an assistant. You're a manager. And, yep, and the a- very next day, you quit and she fired you at the same time. <laughs> Tell us about that story. <laughs> it was a mutual agreement. It was. We were working on a video uh, in Miami, Florida, and she was lovely. And I went in and we were introduced through a, a mutual friend. And after spending a couple of days on the video shoot on the way home, yeah, she was like, you know, I, I don't know why you're trying to be my assistant. But she, I, she didn't know that I had just gotten into the business mm-hmm. and I'd been working with Luther Vandross for about maybe nine months. Mm-hmm. That was my first gig with Luther Vandross traveling the world and she needed an assistant. And I was like, Hey, this is the next gig. I'll take it. Right. And, and I took the job and, and, you know, after the weekend, I was like, ah, I can't do this. I can't do it. <laughs> and, and then she said the same. She's like, I think you should, you should do something else. I'll tell you what, maybe like, um, about, after she said, this is not going to work. And I said, you know, you're right. It's absolutely not going to work out. She called me back about a month later, mm-hmm. just randomly at the clear blue sky and said, I'm going to Europe. I need a tour manager. Would you be interested? And I was like, absolutely. I'd never traveled to Europe uh, in that capacity, but I was like, I can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how we started our journey. And it, I think we had like a six or seven year journey mm-hmm. from, you know, from me being her road man- tour manager, road manager, on to her day-to-day manager, and then maid of honor in her wedding. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, that's how relationships established. Um, but that's how I started my journey with Tony Braxton. And it was a good journey. Well, you know, it's really interesting when I'm, re- when I'm reading about the book, because that little moment right there, being a tour manager to Europe, okay? Now, that's something you had not done at the time, correct? Had not. But that did not throw any fear into you. Like, oh, let me pass on this opportunity. But that's the drive. Oh, no. That's the drive that you have inside. That's the that's the gift that you have inside. Is that you not you know, you don't allow you never let fear win. And a lot of people let fear win. A change, an opportunity. They doubt themselves, but you didn't doubt yourself. Why not? Well, I knew going into the industry that I could do it. I had a background in production, so I I was just clear and faith. I walk out on faith on every decision I make. It's faith. Um, experience though, let me tell you, I worked with Luther and Luther was a perfectionist and I had the, uh, yes, he is. Yes, he was. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had the pleasure of traveling to Europe with Luther as a hospitality director. So I was way in the background, lowest at the totem pole, but you know what I did? Let me tell you, Rashawn, I attached myself to his tour manager. And we became best friends, mm-hmm. and he taught me everything. Taft Richards, bless his soul, he's not with us today, but he was excellent. And I and, and let me tell you, if anybody knows anything about Luther Vandross, they knew that he everything was first class. Everything, his staff, his team, it was superb. So I attached myself to somebody who I knew understood the business. Right. And once I got the job with Tony Braxton, I was like, I can do this. Well, hold Absolutely. on, let me call Taft Richards. There let you me go. call him on the phone. Relationships, <laughs> and, uh, loyalty. That's yeah, what you're talking about. Like you know, really interesting when you're talking about this because, you know, she got introduced to this world at first class level. Luther Vandross' career, uh, it's when she got came on board, 3,000 people was a minimum that he would perform in front of, Luther Vandross. Oh. Oh, and, yeah. and, you know, the, the, everything had to be right. The food had and he, he was a consummate professional. And so when he walked in the room, he was never loud. You know, his persona... 
his his brand, he, he all those things mattered to him, and that's why he had to had, had the career that he had and left us with the hits that he left us with, because yeah. he yeah. treated everybody as humans and never saw himself as being bigger than the moment, and so that was that was like you know that was like a PhD on how to do a tour right and how to how, how to treat people on a tour that you got right Bullseye. off the bat. Bullseye. Bullseye. That is, that, you can do my interview. Mm. <laughs> no, it's that's so true. I, I just Let keep telling you, you Cheryl, I should have met you. Okay, again, this is Cheryl Cobb. I'm talking to Cheryl Cobb. She has a book called Dirty Little Secrets that nobody wants to tell you about the entertainment industry. Now, this person, again, Luther Vandross, hospitality director. Tony Braxton, Shantae Moore, Carrie Underwood, you know, American Idol, Fantasia, American Idol, Will Diamond, who I love, who I feel has never gotten his due as a performer or a singer. Oh, oh he's just as, as amazing as Luther. Okay, absolutely, as absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, I agree 100%. In, in Vogue, Escape, all the the brat, you know, it's it, this is just a short list of people that she has uh, she has touched. And when I say touch, let me just get personal a little bit from a manager, management perspective or producer uh-huh. perspective. Trust yeah. has to be there. You have to have answers. When people they will come to you for answers, and you can't go uba uba uba. You have you better have an answer because yep. they are dependent on you when they wake up. They're dependent on you when you go to sleep. Um, I remember Steve Harvey used to always tell me here, you know everything, don't you, Rashawn? I go, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> See, he's, and he would tell you, and I'm going to tell you, sure, he would look at me and go, you serious, aren't you? I said, yep, I am. Yes, sir. Yeah. I am serious. What you need to know, Steve, I'm going to tell you. Because I'm not going to sit up and tell you I don't know anything. And it was so, it was so funny out here because I you know, managed Stephen A. Smith now. And, and it was so funny, Stephen A. Smith, he called me, he called me off guard. And he, and he asked me a question. I went, I don't know. He went, hold up now. This you needs to make the national that? news. Rashawn McDonald said he didn't know anything. And so, and, and that dawned on me out of respect and also out of, uh, that people know that about your brand, that they know they can come to you and get an honest statement that they know. And that's what you have built in your life. You don't get all these names associated with your brand, Cheryl, unless you get that reputation of being honest, get that reputation of being able to deliver. Yes, yes. And let me tell you something. Very interesting that you said, being able to be honest is so important. And one of the secrets in my book, I think it's number nine, is called Pick Your Battles. And what Pick Your Battles explains is, is that as a manager, your job is to advise and to consult. You're not, you're not their boss and they're not your boss. Your job is to actually consult. When they don't take your advice or consultation, then your job is no longer needed. So, you know, if I have an artist and I advise them and they decide not to take my advice, then my advice to them is do what you need. I'm going to back you and we'll find a solution right or wrong. But this is my advice. And this is what I, wise counsel is so important. But at the end of the day, they make their own decisions and you have to go with it. Absolutely. It was one of the, one of your favorite lines in this book. Uh, you said you've been fired, rehired and quit. You've been fired by some of the best people in the industry and it's okay. Now, yes, Reason mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm going I'm to I'm I'm slow this down for a minute because I got to talk a little racial here because okay. I learned okay. this. I learned this in the business, okay. you know, from okay. from my white counterparts, you know, 
I, I, I would, they, would, they would get fired. They'd come in, shake the person's hand, say thank you for the opportunity, and uh, walk away. And I've, and I've seen my, my black counterpart mad. Well, we all know. Nobody likes to get fired. Nobody likes to get, yeah. you know, that, that's a bad experience. But, but this is the long run. This is the run. This is the relationship, how you react. Because it's a very small circle in Hollywood. Yes, Entertainment is a very small Ooh. circle. So if you're a fool over here, believe me, oh. they're going to circulate to everybody real quick. So it's how oh, you yes, exit, it how you exit those yeah. dark moments is very key. And I, as from a minority perspective, you cannot take this stuff personal. You cannot. But you know what's interesting about that? That's a learned behavior, too. Because nobody, you could work at Walmart, nobody wants to get fired, and it doesn't feel good. Under any circumstances, it doesn't feel good. But once you understand the process, and this, this is why I wrote this book, and number, you're going to get fired is my number one chapter, is because you're going to get fired, and I teach you how to process it. And there's like four or five little steps that you have to go to to mm-hmm. get to recovery. And those steps, although they're small, as you say, little nuggets, they are meaningful, and when you understand them, and you, you, you begin to soar. Because you go into your next job, and you understand that it's a job, and you have to separate the friendship from the business, and no, don't get your facts in your don't, don't get too far in the book now, because you're in chapter one. You slid down a chapter that now. I've read your book now. You ain't going to slow. It ain't going to mess over me. We're going we gonna to get this story told correctly on Money Made Conversation, because when she does a chapter, she does a little, a little recap. Just in case you missed the nuggets that she's trying to drop, drop in that chapter, she has a little reminder page. This is what I talked about. Just in case you missed it. That way, if you read and you go, I missed that, you can go back and see it. I'm talking to my girl, Cheryl Carp. I don't know how I, that's going to be our relationship. I don't know how I miss Cheryl Carp in Hollywood. She's an entertainment legend. Please, we'll be, we will be right back with more Money Making Conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversations on the phone. It's Cheryl Cobb uh, off air. You know, we're just talking and just talking like brother and sister. Our producers say, can we get some of this stuff on the air? She's the author of the very new uh, the new book, Dirty Little Secrets That Nobody Wants to Tell You About the Entertainment Industry. And uh, the thing about it is that being that I've, uh, I've been a successful man, still, I'm still a successful manager, producer, radio, TV the thing about it is that being able to talk to somebody who's been there, done that, is really refreshing. And I found that really, really refreshing about your book is that it's very honest and very truthful. And putting together a book like this, walk us through the steps, Cheryl. You know, it, first we start with experience. Mm-hmm. Just really experience. And I was literally, I wrote another book, which I'll tell you about later, <laughs> but when I wrote that book, it's a bigger book. Mm-hmm. But this 10 Dirty Little Secrets is a small book out of the big book. As I was writing the book, I was like, gosh, these are nuggets that people need to know. So these were extracted out of my bigger book. And I decided to release this one first because right now, these kids out here, and then also experienced artists that can't like reboot their careers, need to read the book. Right. So that's how it started. It's just me going over. I was like, what a... 10 things, not a lot, just something simple, what are 10 things that I believe people need to know? And I decided to use the things that affected me most, which is friendship, mm-hmm. business, right. finance, loyalty, mm-hmm. you know, picking your battles, right. 
And then also the administrative stuff, which I'm sure we'll get into later. And that's called your team. Absolutely. And so those and picking the right team and having the right team. So those were like the strongest things I can remember that will affect every artist. Every last one of these 10 nuggets will affect you no matter who you are. And well, so that's where the whole, that's where the energy came from. I know I wanted to stay in order, but you brought up something that I want to keep at the top of the mind, the team. Who, who is your team? What is your team? I remember when I stopped managing Steve Harvey in 2016 and um, I was by myself. You know, and I was trying to figure all this out by myself. And, I, and and it took me about a year to realize, Rashawn, you were successful with Steve Harvey for sure, but you also had a team. And so in 2017, I started assembling a team around me. People who knew mm-hmm. my brand, who trusted me, had more passion for my brand sometimes than I had. Because you know, because it's important to have people around you that have passion for your brand because yeah. It can get tiring. Just keep talking about yourself. Keep motivating yourself. Keep moving forward. And they'll drop some information about you that you go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Because I always tell people, when you keep telling the same story, you start reshaping it. Because out of boredom, mm-hmm. you start changing it. And you start shortchanging your opportunity to start changing the things that you've accomplished because you're trying to keep the story fresh for you. So it's important to have a team around you that will remind you of your story, the whole story. And to remind you of your capabilities, not a, a part of your capabilities, but your overall results. And that's why I keep reminding of the relationships that you have. Because when you come on my show, Money Made Conversation, I always want to talk about not with so much what you're doing right now, but also that journey. Because that journey gives you the validation of why we're talking right now, why you can write a book like that. If I just start just talking about this book, people may get lost going, eh, I don't know. Well, who is she? Well, guess what? I'm about to tell you who she is. I'm about to tell you why you should be impressed. I'm about to tell you in this book, she talks about her flaws. She talks about her mistakes. She talks about how she's gotten up several times. How being fired was an attack on her integrity. How R. Kelly's old manager cussed her out like she was a man. That was the funniest line in that book. I, I, I'm telling you something. We, I, wait, wait. I, if you know Barry, you know it was funny. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something, girl. When I read that line, I laughed so hard. I said, I said, I said, Cheryl said, he cussed me out like I was a man. Like I was a man. I was paralyzed. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Truly paralyzed. And if that, but I'll tell you, if that was a defining moment for me. Because oh I, I could have given up at that point because it didn't feel good and it hurt and I was scared. He loved me. He, he was just angry with me. And, and that was that. And right. so, you know, but for me. But it wasn't right, though. Business, it wasn't right, though. No, 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 it wasn't right. It mm-hmm. wasn't right. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I took that and I was paralyzed. Let me tell you, I was paralyzed for a minute. And then I was like, you know what? He didn't make me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go back to what I know, because what I know nobody can take away from me. So let's take what I know and let's start there and start over. Yeah, I just had to say that. Something that you said I don't want to skip over is you were talking about the team. The team. Mm -hmm. And um, you asked me, how did I come up with the team and how did I recover from being fired? Absolutely. Let me just tell you this. I same thing that happened to you happened to me. Yes, ma'am. And then, and you're out there alone on an island. You mm-hmm. do, you start, you get depressed. It's easy to get depressed. Mm-hmm. It's easy to go, okay, God, I've worked so many years for this person, mm-hmm. and I've made them successful, and here mm-hmm. I am alone. Mm-hmm. So 
I really started digging deep within. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna come up with a, with a, a thing, crown fixer. I'm gonna fix. I need my crown fixed, and I'm gonna fix other people's crowns. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm betting on me. Okay, it's time to bet on me. Those were the things. So I have a good friend. I'm gonna give her a shout out because she is the editor and ghostwriter with me on my book. Mm-hmm. Her name is Dr. Theon Gordon. I promise you, this woman is amazing. She said, I told her I had a story. She said, come talk to me. Mm-hmm. I sat there and I talked to this woman for about three hours. And the next day she brought the manuscript and I couldn't believe she was like, this is your story. You wrote this. I just typed it and just put it in order. Mm. And that's how we started writing. And we finished that book and we started on another book. She's, she is like a dream story whisperer. She will take your story. You might think your story is one thing. Mm-hmm. And then you finish talking to her and you come out finding out, oh, my God, I have a whole different story in me. So, Stan Gordon yeah. mm-hmm. stuck with me, walked mm-hmm. with me through the journey. Pam Broussard, who's my publicist, who you know, who's mm-hmm. an amazing, who came to me and said, you know what? I trust in you. You've brought me a lot of clients. You've been very loyal to me. You know what? I'm going to get on your team. And then mm-hmm. I have a young lady that's been under me, uh, under my tutelage for years. Her name is Sheree Griffin. Said, I do social media. I'll do your social media. And I trust all three of those people. And we put a team together. And it's, I mean, honestly, God said, write it and I'll do the rest. And now it's just like taking off. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this is really, because it's important that I, when you talk about her putting information in that you forgot, that's what I was talking about. When you're a mm-hmm. success, and you don't have a team around you, then you for, can forget your greatness. You can forget your accomplishments. Yeah. Because sometimes, yeah. I always tell people, like, sometimes you got to have somebody else brag about you, hype you, yeah. talk about yeah. you. That's why I love rappers. They, they started the hype game. Got to oh, come yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. hey, I'm going to tell you who, come out, come out there. But, some, but actually, it started with uh, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali started the, the hypers. Oh, you my know, gosh. You know. Yeah. He started it. Wow. You know, somebody come That's out there, it. go out there and tell everybody how great I am. Before I come out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm my own publicist. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, they, they, were, they, were, they were oral publicists, you know. Do you know who about to come on this stage? Are you ready to tear this bad boy up? The greatest boxer of all time. The prettiest <laughs> boxer of all time. And so and so that's why I'm so pretty. Uh, and so when you when you so when you do so when I was doing stand-up comedy as a host, that's all I was doing. I was as a host, I was a hype guy. They give me the credits. And I go, okay, I got to hype this person up so everybody can realize why they should be excited about this person so they'll laugh at his jokes, okay, uh, a singer and things like that. So so, uh, so now you got a team of hype people around. That's all I have. I have a team of hype people around me because sometimes I, I tell things like, uh, don't worry about that. They go, what do you mean don't worry about that? You're, you have a degree in mathematics. Oh, yeah, okay. That's that's a big deal. We should put it in your bio. How about working for working at IBM? That's a big deal. And so, because you, you, you start cutting off little slices of your success, so it's important that your book talk about that, and it's important that you understand the value of having people around you to promote your brand, support your brand, hype your brand. That part of the book was so important to me, Cheryl. Oh, thank you. And but did, but did you read the the part right after that? Mm-hmm. That says you're loyal to your team, but your team has to, but that person has to be loyal to you as well. Absolutely, it, it, it goes both ways. Absolutely, absolutely. I and got that. I got that tip from Oprah Winfrey. Well, you know, again, you know, uh, uh, you went to meet her with Fantasia, okay, and and you called Gail King. Make sure Gail King. I read your book, young lady. I'm just letting you know. I- 
see, you know what I'm saying? Hey, sure. This is funny, funny about Cheryl. I'm going to drop a nugget on her. Because, see, see, you have to read the book. You, it's certain things. You, when you're reading the book, you have to pick up little nuances. So, so Fantasia wanted to, Oprah wanted to talk to Fantasia. Fantasia, so Fantasia mm-hmm. called Cheryl. So, Cheryl, I want you to come with you. Come with me to meet with Oprah. And Oprah was her idol. So, she wasn't going to pass up on the chance. to. But, but you did want to go to a meeting if Gail King wasn't going to be there. So, you reached out to Gail King. And Gail King said she's going to be there. So, you got to go to the meeting, meet your idol. Because Gail King was there. Because that was a relationship you had built along the way. And life is a wonderful thing. I've read your yeah. book. And so, when I tell oh people, go you read your read book. Okay. They should read you know your what? book. It's For a benefit. Story we're gonna leave people to read because it's a great it, it, it was so it's so inspiring what she taught and what she said she can't, she was meeting with Fantasia I just happened to be collateral I just happened to be there you right, know right, and right. so I, I was able to t- take it absorb it I was in the meeting and then I stepped out and let them have a private meeting but the but the beginning of that meeting was so powerful and what she said stuck with me and I had to tell that story absolutely there's another story you tell in the book is by your relationship with R. Kelly or Robert Kelly. You don't only knew the yes. name. Robert Kelly, okay? And then and you say this, and I, I took this out of the book. It has been, a, uh, I've been, uh, uh, he never tried to sleep with me and treated me like a princess. A lot of people may not like that I'm writing this, but every situation is different. I only knew that version of R. Kelly or Robert Kelly. That's what you call it, Robert. Because, yes. because of the fact that we all know what's going on in the media right now, but... That's, but you can't deny the relationship and the positive impact that that relationship had in your life. And you mentioned that in the book, but you still felt it had value to your story, correct? It was so important, and people warned me about mentioning it, but I was like, I'm not ashamed. It's a part of my journey. When I worked with him, and it'll tell you in the book, through Interscope, I worked with Jimmy Iovine, Steve Stout. We, I ran his record label. Right. And so I didn't run to the gym and play basketball and, and live his private life. So you can work with somebody and have absolutely no idea about what they're doing in their private life. Right. So I was astonished and still am. I'm just hurt beyond measure because, you know, and, uh, you know, everybody gets their day in court. But my journey, my experience was not a bad experience. So I had to put it in there because it's fair. And and you'll notice in the book, I throw myself under the bus several times because I have to tell the truth about Mm -hmm. the journey. Because no matter who you work with, good or bad, sometimes, you know, I have had clients that file bankruptcy. I was right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've had clients who've had, you know, and I never tell anybody's private business in the book. I tell my private business. Absolutely. And and that that was fine with me. Like I said, but this part of the book I thought was important because... If, if relationships are what make us, and so yes. good or bad. And so I felt there was a very courageous moment for you because you could take the easy road, road out and say, I'm going to leave this part out. I'm just going to talk about this. But you're talking about dirty little secrets in the entertainment industry. And some of these secrets are about people who you work with, people who you do business with. and But how do you react? It's no different than, I'm not trying to go into that next level. It's a lot of people did business with Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. Mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm, and so that's mm-hmm, that's a dirty mm-hmm. little secret. That's now he's in. He's been committed to twenty three years of incarceration wow. based on that yeah. verdict. And so, but yeah. in your book, it's so many. It's about relationship. You talk about it. It's about being fired. It's about the team you put around you. It's about the people because the team is the key at that point now because of the fact that you have people around you that tell you, "I wouldn't do that." 
I would, I would, I would avoid those relationships. Uh, is, 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 is not something you should have on your resume. But those are the things that we deal in life. But you're telling this story. It's a great book. Cheryl, uh, tell us uh, how we get the book, because as you can see, I mean, I've enjoyed the book. I've lived that life as a manager, as a producer. You, you've dropped some nuggets on me. But more importantly, the nuggets that you're dropping in the book are relatable to everyday people. Well, you can, uh, two things. Let me just say this. It has been such a pleasure talking to you. It's like, I know you, my brother. <laughs> and the honor of it is that you understand and you clearly see it because you've had the same experiences. So I love that. And I love talking to you. And when we get off this line, we're going to talk a little bit more. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you can get the book. Uh, it's everywhere. Um, 10DirtyLittleSecrets.com. Right. Go in, push the button, buy the book. But I'm also on Barnes & Noble. I'm right. on Amazon. I'm on Kindle. So I'm blessed to be everywhere, all over the world. You can find me. There's no way you can't. But 10DirtyLittleSecrets.com, easy enough. Just push it. The book is there. Mm-hmm. And all the other sites, I'm on uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, all of it. 10 Dirty Little Secrets. And uh, I would just, this is my closing statement. One of my favorite chapters was with the was the reality show that you were doing with uh, Shantae Moore. And, um, and how, <laughs> RB Divas of LA. Oh my God. Oh my God. That is, is, cause I've been there. I've been there. You know, they tell you one thing and they get you out there. And you need, uh, we're going, that, that's not working for us. We got, we got to turn up the volume. We got to turn up the drama. This is not going to yes. be, uh, this little nice story we told you guys we're going to do. And then you got to protect your brand. You got to protect your people. Got to protect you. And then something, and you do it too quick and blow up in front of you and you just have to just take it. And that's oh. how people can manipulate you in this business. And those are the dirty little secrets that she's talking about in the book. You know, is that just because you sign up to do something doesn't mean that's going to be the final story. Absolutely. Oh, and that is, that, that's the fact. Cheryl, I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you. I'm happy. I do great. I want to thank you for coming on my show, Money Making Conversation. If you want to hear more interviews about Money Making Conversations, just go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. <laughs>